What's up, folks? Happy May. Quarantine is almost over, and you're listening to another High Notes, uh, hitting the High Notes, Utah Jazz Talk. It's I, Who Tran. You can follow me on the Twitter at Who Tran Superman. That's H-U-U-T-R-A-N Superman. Um, uh, we're going to get right into it because we have a big show today. It's super size, like that um, documentary by Michael Moore. We have a lot well, of guests. And this is we, the big show. That's, that's, and we're talking about the big show of the Utah Jazz, the big guy himself. Rudy Gobert. First of all, I want to uh, bring on. You heard his voice. He loves to sing. It's um, uh, Mr. Jared Barker. Go the distance, forty nine. Nice. Hey, who? How's it hanging? Oh, you have know, they, uh, have they forced you back to work yet? No, nah, you know, just I'm just hanging out. You know, enjoying enjoying quarantine. I'm taking classes. Uh, I'm cleaning uh, my garage. So you know what? Uh, I don't have to see my friends, which is great. I <laughs> I upgraded my Snapchat. I don't update my. I'm not one of these people that don't update your apps because you, I don't. You have a premium it. Snapchat. What? Uh, yes, but um, uh, I'm also I, I've been playing a lot of the Snapchat Fortnite, and um, uh, I've got this, I've been doing that for like eight hours. So, wait, it's there's a Snapchat Fortnite. What yeah, we'll that? talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it after. Um, uh, what I want you folks to welcome back. Um, uh, he's he's been he's he's now probably the guest that's been on here the most, and we like him a lot. Please welcome Riley Geisman. What's up, Riley? I mean, I'm a veteran. You are the veteran. Yeah, I am a veteran. veteran. I remember when Anne actually wanted to be. She wanted to be like part of the podcast, and like she really wanted to be a guest star, and she doesn't even listen to the podcast. So Riley, at, le- at least <laughs> I do listens, or at least I'm talking. He's listened more than so, Anne. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone has listened more than Anne. Like she's listened to the podcast once, and is the episode when she was on it because she's so vain. Oh, right? To be fair, you hear that? Fair, uh, no, you don't hear that because you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you know I don't blame her. So um, I'm just, uh, I don't blame her either. I'm just I just it's fun to slander her because she'll never listen. She yeah, doesn't care. <laughs> um, uh, let's bring on um, another of um, our returning guests. Um, uh, he wasn't on too long ago. We um, had some good talks, and now he and I have uh, good talks every single weekend. Um, uh, night we we record a um a late night um uh, the Mosquito Hours podcast. Um, uh, called Sasquatch Sports. My co-host on that one. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Toriel's himself, Dragon Squatch on the Twitter, Logan Cox. What's up, Logan? Hey, uh, yeah, mosquito season. Uh, mosquito. Literally. I thought you were season. changing the name of the podcast. I'm like, the Mosquito Hours podcast? No, I don't know. It's just, there, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on. I mean, stuff that goes on on the internet. <laughs> I don't really understand all of it. Um, I was, I was, I, I don't mean to, I, wild yeah, place. I don't mean to j- like, jump on you too quick, but I'm going to jump on you real quick because you said that uh, Super Size View is done by Michael Moore. That's incorrect. It's done by Morgan Spurlock. Oh yeah, and, uh, that guy's. And he also, that guy's he also good, did man. a pretty he also did a pretty gnarly uh, documentary called "I Am Santa Claus." I recommend you oh. watch it. Make, oh, uh, I have right. not it's watched not my, that one. I don't know why. I, I have it. seen Super Size Me. is really good. I just assume he does it all. I don't know why. Um, and then we have a um, uh, we have a brand new guest. Um, uh, you you know him as is it Sam Goodrich on Twitter? Sam Goodrich. Yep. Uh, Drum Sam roll, Goodrich. please. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Sam? Um, so Sam and I. So funny story. Before we get into it, Sam and I are actually watch neighbors. Uh, we went to. I believe we went. To, did we go to that? Salt, it was a Salt Lake City dunk watch party. Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something we like sat that. Next to each other and didn't even realize it for a while. I just um I sat down because I was I was there by Jared wasn't there yet. I was there by myself and I want to go meet some other jazz fans, um because I, I usually watch games by myself. 
And so we went, we watched the Lakers um, uh, just decimate the Jazz, which was demoralizing for a lot of people. But I, I wanted a t-shirt, so I was pretty happy. And then uh, Jared came was like, oh, hey, this is so, Sam so-and-so from Twitter. I was like, wait a minute, I follow that guy. I was like, so just, <laughs> just like just weird. Like, I, was, I was like, well, you know, me, we met in, uh, in real life, and now we're meeting on the podcast. So, Yeah, it's good to meet you, uh, I guess, on the podcast now. Yeah, right, um, right. So, Sam, what do you what do? You do? What, like, when did you become a Jazz fan? Give us a little a rundown to that. Um, well, right now I'm just a student at, um, UVU, uh, going into accounting, super exciting, I know. Um, and I became a jazz fan back in actually the 2010, 2011 season, which was great timing. <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> I started out like right at the beginning when everything was super hype. We won like 20 something games and lost only like three <laughs> And then games that, are super cheap. That's what I remember about that. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole—that <laughs> was when the whole um, Jerry Sloan thing happened, right? Like as I was getting into the NBA. <laughs> so that right. was a fun way to start everything off. So stop blaming Darren. Blame Sam. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It's Sam, Sam's fault. Second, well, second most famous UVU alum outside of Ronnie Price. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hope so. Logan, I'm sorry I stepped on your toes because I knew you were going to say that. I, I was like, I was saying, I'm like, oh, oh crap. Logan's about to say the same thing here. So. I was going to scold him. <laughs> but look, you know, you are the same person. Right, right. Get off my boy Dur- Duran. Yeah. Um, Duran Williams. Uh, Tori Ellis. Tori Ellis. <laughs> so we're going to get into it. So um, if you remember from the coronavirus, or corona, coronavirus, Corona Draft Special, I had Riley on. But I also had uh, Riley's counterpart, McCade, on. And I said, you know what? McCade is the most polarizing jazz fan on, on the Twitter app. But he might um, be. Uh, Sam, uh, about a week or two ago, Heard that. He tried to take the crown. Yeah. Oh like, man. He Sam, Sam was fighting the horde, and I. And he wants to the break briefcase. He, Sam went. Sam went. John Snow. It was awesome. <laughs> he, 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 he he tried to go hellfire on Earth. Um. Uh, so I don't even know what the uh, your um uh, original tweet said. I just know it had to do something with Rudy Gobert. And could you set set up like what like you were intending to say? Because I know in Twitter you only have 280 characters, so it's kind of hard to uh, really express what you mean. But you put something out there, and then all of a sudden, um, uh, you started the war. Um, uh, you started the war uh, between jazz fans. Yeah. So actually, honestly, a lot of the time when I tweet stuff, I just kind of tweet general opinions, and then people kind of like take it a certain way and then just oh, like, attack it <laughs> um but um basically Stop attacking my point of view by having your own exactly their their point of view is obviously wrong um <laughs> anyway so i was just um i i guess overall through the twitter thing uh and just like what i learned from the discussion uh what i was kind of trying to say was that rudy he's absolutely an all-star he's absolutely um top 15 top 20 player and he is going to deserve a max contract um and he's going because if we don't give it to him some team will uh however if we are the ones that give him a max contract that could severely limit um our potential going forward so that's kind of the the crux of what i was trying to say 
And Jared, before the pod, you wanted to preface uh, it for the audience uh, for your point of view as well, which which aligns sort of with Sam's here. Well, I'm I'm always been ex- exactly. I've always been one of Rudy's biggest supporters. I mean, I went on a mission to France. I was like, oh, we drafted a French guy. That's pretty cool. And you know, I have a friend from France who m- moved here to go to the U. He was in a master's program. He ended up being here for a shorter period of time than than he wanted to be. But we we kind of bonded over, you know, just our, our love of the team. But he also like he was here the year Rudy got drafted, so that kind of kicked his, his fandom into into you know hyper gear. He used to watch games in the middle of the night. One of these days we'll have him on the podcast. I don't know. Um, but anyways, but long long story short, all I want to say is. I've been a huge Rudy supporter his whole time he's been with the team. I remember him getting DNPs under tie all the time, you know, free Rudy, all that stuff. And, you know, his his behavior this year has just been disappointing. I mean, I, I honestly expected more of him. Um, and I'm not so, sure you, you know, can, can say that about other players on the team, though. Yeah, so let's, let's so let me get to well, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll let you finish her. I'll let you finish Rudy, but, To um, me, Rudy is the veteran of the group. He's the leader of the team, and he set a bad precedent, in my opinion. So that brings me to what? So I, we brought Logan on here because um, uh, Logan, we actually had this conversation on one of the many podcasts that we've done, um, uh, where I believe it's probably Sasquatch because I believe the exact words you used were um, Donovan is, is a little bitch. And so, um, yeah, don't worry. I, 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 I edited it out. Don't worry. And so, um, uh, um, yeah, you you feel like Donovan, like so, with this whole coronavirus thing and everything, uh, you feel Donovan's behavior uh, was the exact opposite, and that you're you're if you have to pick a team, which I'm not saying you are, that you're Team Rudy, and why is that? I'm, I'm definitely picking a team. <laughs> I mean, I'm, def- I'm, de- I, I'm definitely picking a team. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, Rudy. Uh, I don't know. There's there's a, there's a, there's many different angles to, to go at it from. So if we're talking about just the uh, the attitude aspect of it all. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a fine line between um, what you want. Well, I, I don't know between fiery and I guess as Jared referred to as as poor behavior and poor attitude. Part of what part of what this is gonna be really tricky to describe without using curses. Um, <laughs> you can go for it. I'm ready to write. Yeah. Yeah. You just as soon as you cue me, you start. He already dropped the bitch. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that obviously, I don't. I don't need to rehash the feelings on why I think Donovan was has been beyond wrong when it came to the COVID stuff. Do I believe? Am I simple enough to think that COVID was the reason they're they're not getting along? No, absolutely not. There's obviously something else that's gone on there and gone on there for a while. Uh, I don't think it's squashed. I think it'll resurface again at some point because that's just the way things happen. Um, but uh, I, I just think that Darren's approach—not Darren, Jesus Louise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Donovan's approach. Has wait, been wait. Off, so you tell I, me your team. Your team, Darren, too. I am team Darren for sure. Okay. No, no, wait, no, wait, not with Sloan. Back when no, that not stuff happened. Sloan. No, 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 no. Oh, come on, come on. Jerry, Sloan. Jerry Sloan is the one untouchable entity that is the Jazz. <laughs> is Jerry is Jerry Sloan? Um, but no, I, I just I, I don't I don't have a problem with p- part of what uh, has driven Rudy to be great is kind of his uh, fu attitude. So um, as he had some moments where he's been frustrated this season and maybe not behaved the way he's supposed to. Absolutely, but I'm going to take that. Uh, I'm going to take that attitude because that's just part of who he is, and that's part of what's gotten him where he's at. So I don't, I don't have an issue with, I don't have an issue with that. And if and if, if if Rudy acting this way is uh, is causing that much turmoil within the team, then that's maybe some poor leadership on the bench, perhaps. 
because I don't think that Rudy's done anything that's really, that really been that out of line. I mean, I'm not in the locker room yet. Uh, Riley, so um, you're not in the locker room yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Riley, so uh, when um, uh, I, I preface a lot of these uh, podcasts, and I've said this a lot, like uh, on this podcast, on, on any podcast, I guess, on that, the Jazz have had two timelines um, a lot from this the beginning of this year. The Rudy Gobert timeline, which is like right now, like if the Jazz want to put together a team right now, this is it. This right. is their time. The next two or three years, very important for the Jazz because this is Rudy's prime. This is when it's going to be the best Rudy you can get. Donovan is still young, still growing, as as we can see, and that he's not quite there yet to lead a team to the promised land. And Rudy is. Um, where do you stand is on? Is he um, though? Well, hold sure on. Well, let, well let, let's let's. I'm asking Riley. Riley, where do you uh, think about the what my right. thought about the Rudy timeline and the Donovan timeline? Yeah. No. I mean, they're they're absolutely two sort of conversations going on here where there's the one where it's, it's like, is Rudy being more, more of a diva or is, is Donovan or like what is going on there? Like how, how can we fix that or whatever? And, and that's one that like, I'm not sure say Sam, Sam and I were the ones that were mainly getting into a, an argument into a heated battle on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but I'm, that's one that I'm not sure that Sam would necessarily disagree with. Right. Is that, with Rudy, you kind of expect this by now. Like this is who he's been for years. He called out the team in 2017 season. He's he's kind of just always been a tiny bit of a diva. So it's not anything new. I don't know um, if he's expecting out though. That's something else. Right, right, and that that is he did turn it up a little bit, but for Donovan, it kind of came out of left field, right? And so we didn't we didn't expect this kind of behavior where he's where he's deliberately missing contact with Rudy and and he's. He's just not trying to repair that relationship at all. That's not Donovan. And so so we were upset at that with Donovan, and that's where the kind of Team Rudy, Team Donovan came on. Um, but then there's the other end of the spectrum where you have to kind of decide between the two, right? I, I'm not sure that at their current ages where Rudy's about to exit his prime and, and Donovan is about to enter his, that you can match their primes together well enough to create a championship team. So you'd have to go with either Rudy or either Donovan if you can make a team that would surround one of those players that would win a championship. Obviously, the discussion is whether or not you can build a championship team around Rudy. Um, and so I would come I would come around to the fact that if you were to move Donovan, what could you get for him? Could you get a Bradley Beal? And obviously, this isn't necessarily possible by the salary cap or whatever. But say say there's an opportunity and, and you are able to trade for a Bradley Beal or like Paul George hates his situation in Los Angeles, purely hypothetical. Um, and, and we could get a player like that. Um, can we get a player like that for Donovan, first of all? And second of all, can that player alongside Rudy, alongside Mike Conley, alongside these other guys, can they win a championship together? And can they bolster that championship chance enough in the next couple of years to make it worth it? to to move Donovan. Um and and if not then you've kind of got to commit to the Donovan timeline, right? You have to um whether that's tanking or or moving Rudy or even just letting him walk and then using his cap space for someone on the free agent market. Um and and I think that's a good conversation to be had. Yeah, and, and we're going to get to we're going to get to Rudy Gobert Supermax. We've we've really held out on, on it for a while, but we'll get to it today, Jared. Um, uh, we'll get to Sam after you, but Jared, um, uh, 
uh, you were saying about um, uh, what you you don't know if Rudy Gobert can lead this team. I mean, look at what we saw the last month of play that that we uh, you know that we witnessed a pouting. Uh, I'm not getting the ball. Poor me, not playing defense. I mean, right? But Jared, what about the last five years? Of play? But the last five years do not give you enough equity to just decide. Oh, now I'm going to bitch out, and now oh, poor me, I'm not. I'm not the focal point I want to be. He was going full Dwight Howard, like right. I and I, I don't disagree with that. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to interrupt, but I don't no, disagree with that. It's I just feel like we've had so much room to see that this isn't him that do we know if this is like are we sure that he's going to keep doing this if i don't know man i really don't know like it seems like almost like that he there's maybe some kind of jealousy issue with donovan or something i don't know that he's not getting enough shine i don't know he he was an all-star but he didn't get enough praise i i don't know what 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 is i mean everybody everybody wants to be acknowledged right and you know he got the respect of being voted an all-star and whatnot but he he still doesn't get acknowledged by a lot of fans like if you you look out there any fan base besides ours they basically just laugh and say you think that guy's a top 15 player ha 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 he can't play in the playoffs (laughs) and i'm just like are you sure you can't play in the playoffs? Have you really? First of all, half of them have never really watched a full Jazz uh, playoff series, so you can't trust anything that most of these people are saying. I, I think with when it comes to like the media, they sort of question if Rudy can can play in the playoffs, but that's because we've never made a deep playoff run, and you know mm-hmm. that could have been the knock on Stockton and Malone for the first 10, 15 years they were together, you know. So it's just. I think what you said about being able to mesh their primes together well enough might actually be the real uh, end point in this thing is that you have to look at it and go, wow, are we going to be able to mesh their primes? Are are we still going to, I mean, we're going to be paying Rudy for declining performance, but we're paying a premium. And so are we going to be able to mesh their primes? Are we going to be able to, you know, compete at any significant level? I mean, I think that's a good very good question to ask and i think that's why the thing is i think i think most people are more reasonable to speak with in a podcast format than they are to you know if you tweet them back and forth into (laughs) characters (laughs) sam um uh, so i mean obviously you know you've you've talked about this at length um and uh we're gonna get to i promise you we're gonna get to max part of it but uh where do you do you feel like this Donovan Rudy team can win a championship or do you feel it's too late? You know, we went, we tried to do it this year. We, we don't get to see the end of it. We might get to see the end of it, but it doesn't look like, look like the jazz are going to win a championship this year or next year. Do you think the jazz are in championship content, contention with this team? Or do you think it's time for a reset without Rudy Gobert? Hey, well, that's kind of a loaded question. Cause I think yep, that's what a I lot do. of it, <laughs> a lot of it depends on Donovan actually. Because Rudy's at his peak, um, but it depends on how good Donovan can be in the next two or three years. Um, and, like, Rudy, I think he's fantastic as a number two or number three star on a team. Uh, but as of right now, as the number one uh, star on the team, 
it just doesn't quite cut it. And that's for a few different reasons. Um, so first off, I like I pointed out in my tweets, um, 94% of Rudy's shots are within five feet of the basket. Um, and out of those shots, um, his layups, he makes 53% of them. His driving layups, he makes 26% of them. And his driving hook shots, he makes 26% of those as well. Um, on the flip side, he he has some very elite numbers as well. He makes 90% of his alley-oops, 93.2% uh, of his dunk attempts, and 66% of his tip-in shots. So he's 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 got elite numbers to offset those really kind of poor numbers. But the, the thing is, what Rudy is good at is getting these open dunks and offensive boards. But the problem is he's kind of calling for the ball in those other situations where he's just not as effective. He's kind of trying to be this team's number one star on both ends of the floor and is kind of overshooting his role. Um, and if that trend continues, it kind of it puts a hard cap on how far, how far this team can go. Um, and then add to the fact that athletic defensive bigs um, who don't have such diverse offensive skills tend to fall off quickly, like we've seen with Joakim Noah, Tyson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan, etc. And that's not even really considering how um, our team has this weakness against teams that can go small or five out. Um, and another thing that doesn't really get talked about is since we've lost favors, uh, we have one more weakness, um, which uh, is really against just one team. Uh, the Lakers can go with their patented two-tower style that they've had since Bynum and Gasol. And in, in, in a bubble, Rudy can handle Anthony Davis just fine. But our team composition just can't handle AD at the four or, and Dwight Howard and, or JaVale McGee at the five. So that, that level of size mixed with speed is just difficult for us to contain and throw LeBron in there and... Uh, our chances are slim of beating them in the playoff series. All right. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Riley's got some numbers. I know he like, he heard the numbers and Riley was all ready to go. go. So we'll get to Riley in a second. <laughs> Logan. Um, uh, first, I have a question for you, Logan, but I want you to respond because you've listened to three other people talk before you. Do you have any response to anything they said before you? Yes. <clears throat> to, 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 to piggyback on what Jared said a little bit, as far as I don't know how I became like a TMZ portion of all this, but I guess I am. <laughs> so I'm gonna, talk, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about hurt feelings again for a second, and I, I think Jared's correct in the fact that there is some animosity there based upon hurt feelings. Uh, not only fan base, I, I think fan bases are kind of a little bit irrelevant. I think the guys that have like that, unless you're Kevin Durant, the rest of them are small are smart to stay inside their bubble for the most part. But I mm. think I think I think it extends to you said the media is kind of back and forth. I think that means a little more, and even more than that, I think it's actual some of his his, his uh, fellow players. Is uh, oh yeah, it's probably what causes it worse. And I joked about the first time you guys brought me on about how Donovan became like their their favorite little buddy from the second he came in the league, and I think that probably does cause some sort of uh, hurt feeling rift situation. So uh, no, I, I mean I didn't, I I absolutely I absolutely uh, think that has something to do with it. Um, to Sam's point about, and I know we're not going super max yet, so maybe I keep this one in the bag. Yeah, I'm going to keep this one in the bag. Okay, um, awesome. So, yeah, so I, I don't know what your question is. I got what, what's you're not going to pull out the eagle yet. All right, no, I'm not, not, not going to pull the eagle out yet. <laughs> so, um, uh, I probably should preface this episode, folks. This is going to be a very sad episode for jazz fans. So, 
please sit down or whatever. <laughs> don't 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 be driving because I don't want you to drive just, off a bridge. Just we'll like the to, just like the down. next couple episodes of the Last Dance, right? Well, you know. All right. So uh, Logan. Uh, so we talked about you know Riley said earlier about you know it's either Donovan or say say it's Team Donovan, Team Donovan, Team Rudy, Team Donovan. <laughs> Monovan, just like uh, you know. <laughs> right now, like when you think of market value, right now, like you know, I know there's some some PR damage done, but right now, if you were to trade either Donovan or either Rudy, um, uh, you'd probably be able to get at least ninety cents to a dollar, which is you know pretty good for trading. Uh, an all-star in their prime. Um, are you on? Are you are you on team trade Donovan? If I have to trade, so that, that was even my question. I was confused as to where we we're going with parts of this. So I, I, I so we're, we're we're hypothetically picking a spot, and I, I think to what to back up Riley's point, I think you can fetch. Uh, I think I think it's easier to find a replacement for a Donovan caliber player than it is to find a replacement for a Rudy caliber player. Um, and I know there was some talk about mesh. I mean, I, I you just, if, 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 if Darren Williams has shown us anything, you don't know, we were talking about riding the long train that is, uh, that is Donovan Mitchell because he's younger. And he's going to be able to go longer. You, you don't, you can't predict that. None of us ever thought Darren Williams would have been a, a, a damn New Jersey net as quick as he was. So yeah, I think that you've got, you, you've got all a, those ankle issues and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you've got a window now, there's no guarantee that you have a window eight years from now, five years from now, when Donovan Mitchell's your 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 star go-to player, and I think that 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 a, a wing who can make shots, and that's a debatable piece as well, and clutch shots is easier interchangeable. We want a playoff series with Joe Johnson as our go-to offensive weapon. That's easier to replicate than it is uh, a big man. I think. I mean, the 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 last couple yeah, of years of the Warriors have gone against Joe Johnson, caliber guy. You're going to go out there and get to. I don't know. Joe maybe Johnson. Joe. Maybe maybe Joe Johnson. If you're saying we can't <laughs> fetch it, uh, if we can't fetch a Joe Johnson caliber for Donovan Mitchell, then we probably need to fire all of the the front office. But no, I mean, that's, I'm saying yeah, no, I'm saying I, w- I would like some names. Besides, I don't. I don't well, have Beal is actually a good idea. Yeah, yeah, Brad, Bradley, I mean, Bill, Riley, feed me some more answers, Riley. Whatever, whatever, be, whatever other answers Riley's got. Yeah. There'll be some <laughs> other offensive players out there that you can get, like guys who are just like, I mean, look at Jordan Clark. I know McKay talked about this, that Jordan Clarkson does a lot of stuff that uh, Donovan Mitchell does. You know, he's he's a great scorer, you know, a guy that doesn't have to play defense, but is just a straight bucket, which is what you want Donovan to be. You know, you want him to be uh, the cold-blooded, you know, score that we we've been watching uh, on um, uh, what is it, ATT Sportsnet uh, for the past, like when they do all the great games, and like you see Donovan. You know, remember fourth quarter Donovan? Yeah, those are the type of shots and stuff that we haven't seen really all year. Um, but we're going to get to that. We're going to take a break. I, I need everybody to go back to the corners because this is, uh, <laughs> this is hot and heavy. We're going to take a small right. break. We're going to come back. We're going to do some super max talk uh, with Rudy Gobert. That means who's going potty. Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, folks? Welcome back. Um, I hope you hope you're enjoying the Rudy Gobert Slander Podcast. It, 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 I probably won't rename this one. We we had a Donovan Mitchell Slander Podcast a year that ago. Was, and that now, was fun. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert's turn <laughs> to go under uh, the wire here. So Honestly, I've been I wanted it. Nick to go scorched earth, and he didn't do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, uh, we we are going to. Um, Talk about Rudy Gobert and the Supermax because uh, he won two Defensive Players of the Year awards and he's eligible. So uh, if you're a fan of the show, if you've listened to episodes, you've probably heard me heard me say that 
I am personally not a fan of supermaxing any player. Well, not any player. Like anybody outside LeBron, of the top eight that's players. It. Yeah, there's only like eight players that I probably go supermax to because Curry. it's such a detriment to Michael Reeves. <laughs> yeah, that was just max, you know. Now we have super maxes. Honestly, I thought the John Wall deal at the time was really questionable, and it has proven yeah. to be. Um, uh, well, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Steph Curry actually worked out well, and that's because the Warriors got a discount on his previous contract for so many years. Uh, I'm missing one other player, Dame Lillard, and I'm. Uh, um, it's just it, it makes it hard for front offices to. Uh, build teams when you have a player making that much money. Now, um, uh, on the other hand, this is the Utah Jazz. The, the Jazz from, you know, after what Stockton and Malone retired in, what, 03? The Jazz have had hard times keeping players here. Danielle Marshall, Gordon Hayward, um, uh, just or, or even Marshall. Or even breaking guys. Well, Daniel Marshall was a huge piece for that um, uh, 98, uh, or sorry, after that 98 team. Uh, he could have been a really big star here, but then he went to Chicago. So, um, you know, the Jazz have had a hard time bringing guys in. So the small market problem is you have to draft guys, develop them, and then keep them. And the Jazz did that with Hayward, lost him. The Jazz did it with Rudy Gobert and now have a chance to keep him or lose him. Uh, Riley, what is your thought about supermaxing um, uh, NBA players and Rudy Gobert in particular? Right. Um, supermax is a weird concept because you have to you have to have kind of three things come in line right so you have to have a a player that is worth the max at the very least the max right right and then you have to have um a team already built around that player that you think can contend for a championship um and those are the two things actually not three (laughs) um but so i i think that that's kind of the question for the jazz right now is do you think that this team can compete for a championship as currently constructed? Because this is it, honestly, they've, they've got Mike on the books. They've, they don't have any real cap flexibility. They might be able to get like a Derek favors level player with the uh, mid-level exception, but, um, but this is it. Can you, can you compete with this team as we've got it right now? If say Mike starts playing like Mike of old, um, I, see, I think we have a Western Conference Finals upside, and that's about it. Right. And that's right. if and, we get lucky. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I don't necessarily disagree, um, but I, I think that that is the question. Um, but let me let me read through this real quick. This is the list um, that I've pulled up of, of my top 11 players in the league. So it's, okay. it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Harden, James Harden, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, those are the top seven, uh, Paul George, Chris Paul, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard. And oh, wait, that was actually PIPM's best players of the league for the last uh, <laughs> four years, I believe. And Rudy Gobert fits in between seven and eight um, in the eighth spot as uh, between Anthony Davis and Paul George. And so I think that he is absolutely worth the money if you think that you can build – that you, this team that you have around him um, can be a championship-level team. All right. Before we move on, um, uh, because um, uh, I know that you love PIPM, but some of us in the Twitter world are not stat nerds, Riley. PIPM, <laughs> explain that to us. Okay. It's just a catch-all stat. It, it tries to evaluate your impact based on how players play with you versus how they play without you on the court. 
Um, and, and it takes lots of different combinations of five man lineups. It's really complicated. Um, you, and then, and aware? then it's just, I'm just going to throw this out there about PIPM just to kind of throw some rain on your parade. Are you aware that Draymond Green had a better peak, shorter one, but a better peak in PIPM than Carl Malone? I was not aware of that, but yeah, but I can find Draymond Green. If you'd like. I believe he actually has the highest single year PIPM of all time. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, oh, you might be right because his his was off the charts, crazy high. <laughs> but it was but like no, the best so for power forward or something. Right, and so, and so about, that's go ahead. Sorry, it's it's what you've got to look at with PIPM and and with these catch all stats is is their multi year numbers. You can't be looking at they're single year numbers because it, it tends to fluctuate year by year by one, two, three points, which can end up having yeah, that's Draymond the, that's, Green while he's a top five player in the league that's being like out- the best player in the history of the NBA. Yeah, that's like and stats, you know, outliers. Like that's why they you have mean mode um, uh, range. Like when you, when you take averages, you look at a lot of different things in stats, right? Oh, right. look at who's showing off his Asianness with his math skills. <laughs> I went to school. Um, <laughs> I just Sam. thought it was a Jay Z song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, uh, Mr. Goodrich here. Um, yes. uh, so we, we you, you mentioned uh, Supermax in your opening statements. <laughs> um, so what do you think about uh, Supermax players and Rudy Gobert? I think the Supermax is kind of dangerous for a small market teams specifically because um, honestly, w- once you get into that uh, that big of a contract. There's not too much of a difference between a max and a super max uh, because once you're over the cap, you're kind of just over the cap. But for teams like the Jazz who uh, run on kind of a tight budget, um, we can't really afford to hit the luxury tax. And super max contracts um, really kind of put you a lot closer to the, um, the luxury tax. So just for that reason alone, um, it might be wise to only consider a regular max for Rudy um, because I don't think um, other teams would even be able to offer uh, – well, other teams offering a max to Rudy wouldn't be the same as us offering a max to Rudy. I feel like he would stay here and we'd have enough um, – of an advantage to be able to keep him with that offer. Right. Um, I'm not so sure because he's really, really proud. So. I mean, that's, I mean, Jared and I have had this conversation on plenty of podcasts about um, if the Jazz should offer a super max or not, because uh, we, I mean, we talked about this, what, just two or three weeks ago. Yeah. We've about, danced um, around this like for the last month and a half. Right. Like well, what's, a, what's, what, what's, what's, the, what's, what's, so Sam touched on for a second. Tell, someone tell me who doesn't know this. What's the difference between a super max and a max? What, why, I mean, what, what, what is the dollar amount difference? Uh, well, 10 million uh, before, a year, like that? with the cap, yeah, about 10 million a year before the cap oh, projections right. changed, which I'm, well, we don't have new numbers yet, but Rudy ends up making like 50 million a year versus like 40 million a year. And, and the thing is that it's a percentage of the cap. And so, um, uh, um, the supermax can change per player, um, and it's more like what it takes of your cap space. And sounds right, like I'm a, it's it's more about getting close to that luxury tax, which we've talked about here before. Like the Jazz have said multiple times, they're willing to be in the in the in the luxury tax, and that's great 
for like a year. Maybe. Yeah, they can't for like, pay the repeater tax, I think, is the real problem. For like a you team that's – yeah. You pay the luxury tax for a team you think has a chance to win the championship. You don't pay the repeater tax for a team that, as Jared said, has Western Conference Finals um, ceiling. Uh, so, Logan, um, uh, so hearing all this information, um, uh, what do you think the best course of action right now? I mean, do you think the Jazz should stay put with both just Donovan, Rudy, let it work out, and just hope that the money works out? Like, hope that, you know, as a fan, like, you know what? Give these guys the money because it's number one. You don't want you don't want Rudy to be um, uh, offended that he's not getting paid because you know this guy probably wants to get paid and probably prize himself in being one of the top paid players in the league. And number two, if you don't give uh, like Rudy Gobert a supermax contract, what are the chances that future free agents or future uh, the, the players in the league look at that and say, oh, the Jazz are going to be cheap. The Jazz are going to have cheap owners. The Jazz have. Uh, the Jazz are going to be penny pinchers and not uh, open the pocketbook uh, when they say they would. Uh, I don't. I don't feel. I don't, the last point I don't feel is relevant. I don't. I think that if people have a reason not to come to Utah, there's a lot of reasons besides thinking the Jazz are cheap. Um, at the end of the day, attacking, attracting free agents is about the number on the bottom line, and if they're willing to pay it, they're willing to pay it. Uh, Sam brings kind of an interesting little piece in there at the very end, though. Is is, is if no one else is willing to give him that money, well, I mean, why would we give him a super max? But you're saying in a hypothetical scenario, we have to go super max or not, correct? I mean, that's that's. Uh, I just I don't I don't know how you, I, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. What what, what what's the last team that won a championship that didn't have two max 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 players or max caliber contract players? So the formula is typically two. I mean, a bunch of those people on Riley's list are on the same team. Mavericks. Mavericks. Right. The map. Okay, then, okay, they're going to be paying those guys in a couple of years the same thing anyways, right? <laughs> so, Porzingis, so Porzingis and, and no, Luka. No, so, no, no. Uh, you the, said the, the last Mavericks, team, yeah. though. The uh, 2011 Mavericks, Mavericks, right? Who lucked out oh, okay. LeBron choke on his own, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So those guys have three max players, right? <laughs> so, I mean, th- th- that, that's that's my whole theory. So my, my theory is you've got to have two of them anyways. You're going to have to pay two of them unless you catch lightning in a bottle in some weird scenario. Um, but uh, Steph Curry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you, unless unless something out of the ordinary happens, you get some stud who's who's uh, who's LeBron from from eighteen. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you, you, there's there's usually going to be two. So if you got to pay one, um, the only the only point of reference I can come from, and it's a little off the it's a little off the cuff, and it's not maybe not where the NBA is going anymore. But the only the only reference point I can find is a two thousand eight two thousand nine Magic with Dwight Howard, which essentially took a similar player to Rudy Gobert and surrounded him with a bunch of decent players around him, right? Uh, you've got Rashard Lewis, you've got Hedo Turkoglu, you've got Jameer Nelson. You've got a bunch of nice players, but not anyone who's like a super stud player, right? So if we're saying, if we're going with what Sam's saying, which I don't disagree with him, that we can't afford to pay two max players, then then we what, what's the other blueprint we have for building around one player? Because if you're telling me it's Donovan Mitchell, well, Donovan Sam, Mitchell, Sam's Don, Don, okay Don, with paying Don, him the max. Donovan, yeah, that, that's fine, and that's what I'm so that's what I'm saying. So Donovan Mitchell is the guy that you guys are going to ride or die with, right? You're right. saying Donovan Donovan Mitchell without a second max player is good enough to win you a championship? No, hell no. That, that's yeah, what I'm so, saying. Yeah. Is that I don't. You're, you're still going to pay two maxes. So Jared, uh, uh, sorry, real quick. So Jared, um, uh, so there's the, the thought here is that oh, we don't have to pay Rudy Gobert the max because and I was just on uh, the 450 times about a about a month ago and they said the same thing to me. They said I don't think they they said they don't think the Jazz need to pay Rudy Gobert the max because. 
there are no other teams out there that are willing to pay Rudy Gobert to the max. And so the Jazz would still have the advantage. This is sort of like Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker, Christopher Walken. Um, Kemba Walker last year with the Charlotte Hornets, right? Uh, Kemba yeah. Walker made the All-NBA third team, and there was thought about Charlotte not wanting to give him the Supermax. Same thing. They, 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 they could, but if they did that, they would have no money for anything else, and they would have to get rid of uh, every, all the extra money they had on their roster. Um, Can I say this right now? I'm so glad we got Boyan instead of Kemba. <laughs> uh, Kemba's balling out, man. Kemba's balling. I think uh, Riley was Kemba. Yeah, was he's ba- he's balling out, but but he's got he's got he's surrounded by incredible defensive wings. So that's true. Um, uh, real quick. So um, so Jared, um, uh, do you think that? Do you believe that there are no other teams out there that are willing to go to look at Rudy Gobert and say, no, this is a max guy for our team? Like some other team out there that says, you know what, this is a guy that we can make our one A or one B. Besides the Portland Trailblazers, <laughs> they love taking our players. You, the the Blazers honestly are t- them with Dame plus Rudy. That would be scary, man. Um, Dame and CJ. Well, the thing if they if they somehow are able to keep CJ, that's I think that's a title team. Um, can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. That, the trailblazers <laughs> um, uh, have me thinking all kinds uh, of weird uh, scenarios. Like, um, uh, do you think there are teams out there that are willing to even give Rudy Gobert a max? Like, um, uh, like if, if they say, Rudy, go out there, find I think deal. I think we'd have to figure out who the new Detroit is. Who's the team that's desperate enough to make it to the playoffs that they'll, uh, that they're going to be like, okay, you know, we're going to get Blake Griffin in here. And we're going to get ourselves to a series where we get swept by Giannis. Um, I, I think a team has to be desperate enough to make the playoffs and they go, look, you know, this guy can take a cellar dweller out of the cellar and he, we can build a defense around him. We have a couple decent shooters on the roster already. Would a team like Orlando be like, Hey, we're sick of being stuck at the bottom. I don't, I don't even know. The problem is I don't know the people who have the cap space and who are going to have the cap space when Rudy becomes a free agent. So it's, I mean, do you think like, just, just say there's, I think that there's got to be at least two teams that would probably go, you know what? We got to, our fans aren't, we're not getting gate money anymore. We got to make a playoff push. We got to do something. We got to make a change. Riley, I think there's, this is a game of Russian roulette, Riley. Um, uh, do you, do you feel like it's um, a safe bet to let Rudy Gobert go out and see if he gets another mask? I mean, this is because he's not restricted, but is this a safe game to play? Again, knowing that Rudy, well, us knowing, thinking that Rudy is a pretty prideful uh, player. Um, it would be hilarious to me if, the, if somehow the Heat got Rudy Gobert, because then, you know, Nick and Andres would have to root for Rudy, and I would laugh. Why said better? Um, uh, but yeah, R- Riley, um, uh, do you think this is a, g- a good game of Russian roulette to play? Um, uh, not offering uh, the money to Rudy to offend him, or do you think that matters? I am the two play- two-time defensive player of the year. I am an all-star. Why don't you pay me? Yes, that's exactly. that's what Rudy Gobert's saying. Come on, you sound more like Boyan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, I thought that was. Um, uh, uh, I thought that was. Uh, I can do much better. That is much better, Voyan. <laughs> Where are you guys? Right, Riley, go ahead. Answer the question. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, I think Rudy would be pissed. 
I would be. I'm, I just won two defensive player of the years and, and I became an all-star and I gave it all, gave it my all. And I took your team from a 25 win team to a 50, 50 plus win team. Got you to the second round of the playoffs twice. We're going to go into the playoffs again. We don't know where, where we're going to go from there. And now you're talking about trading me. You're talking about not giving me the money that I feel like I deserve. So if I was Rudy, yes, I'd be absolutely pissed. And I wouldn't even consider to sign with jazz after that. All right then. Well, see, and, and, and see, that's a dangerous game to play. And, and here's the thing. It's it's May 13th, right? The this, this season's going to end in 2022 apparently because of uh, uh of COVID-19. Um so we might not have to worry about this for a while. And Rudy Gobert, this is this is a long shot. Rudy Gobert might not take the Supermax. Rudy Gobert might say, look at him like, you know what? When you're making 25 million, what's an extra 10 million dollars or whatever it is, you know? Like maybe he's feels he's set and he takes a little, I I don't know if that will happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's out there, and you know we're freaking out about stuff that, you know, let, let's not worry about. I, what I'm worried about is this: I, I want to see if this jazz can get back together, go to a private island or a ship carrier or play in bubbles or whatever, and I'm, see if I'm they can. I'm worried about uh, Rudy and and Evan Fournier getting together and being like, "Hey, let's go build a super team." <laughs> <laughs> the, the French national team can get together. <laughs> Coached by Tony Parker. All right. Nicholas so, uh, Batum from the grave. <laughs> Nicholas Batum. Tony Jones on the special. All right. So we're going to go around. We're going to go around once here. Let's um, uh, give your, I guess, closing statements about Rudy Gobert, the state of the jazz, and um, uh, how you guys feel. Um, uh, jazz Twitter. How, what do you think Jazz Twitter should, you feel Jazz Twitter should know about Rudy Gobert? Uh, Logan Cox. Um, uh, oh, host, no, 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 no. Don't make me go. Jared Barker, no. you, Jared Barker, host of Hitting the High Notes. Go to this as 49. Go ahead. What do I think the Jazz Twitter needs to know about Rudy? We're just like, yeah, what um, do you think they should get from this and, you know, what they should get from your argument uh, today? At the, at the end of the day, we are all rooting for Rudy and Donovan to succeed, to make a kiss and make up, and not just like in a superficial sort of way, but for us to see a tangible change in their relationship where Rudy and Donovan have the Rudy and Favors type, or not Rudy and Favors, Donovan and Favors type relationship, where they start getting buddy-buddy, at least on the court. Um, that is what we all hope. That's the dream, right? I don't think Rudy's a bad guy. I don't think that he's a throwaway player. I think that building a franchise to win a championship is hard, especially with the limitations that, that you know our market has. Um Good ownership is where it starts, and I think we have that. So, you know, we're a leg up on the Knicks, even though they have this amazing market and they can pay the luxury tax because they make a crap ton of money, as their fans like to brag about. I'm like, well, so what? That means you can't go see them because you're going to have to pay your month's salary to. <laughs> Anyways, um, long story short, Rudy is a guy that you do want on your team. But you don't, you don't want a miffed and turn uh, turned up and mad at you, Rudy, on your team. You don't want because his presence, because of that volatility, you can go negative real quick. You know, because he's got that pride behind him. Yeah, that, that, you, you don't want to piss off Rudy on your team, but you want to piss off Rudy. Um, uh, um, you want to piss, piss off, off at your opponent. Yep, exactly. Um, 
All right. Well, O'Reilly, my numbers guy here. I'm, uh, you know, the most popular guy on hitting the high notes. I'm, uh, what do you think about Rudy? I'm, uh, and I'm, uh, his legacy as a jazz man and where, uh, where do you think jazz fans should fall in this debate about Rudy Gobert? I think that jazz fans should forget about it <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> um, I mean, we have two of the, arguably top four players in the history of the franchise just entering their primes. Right. Um, at least through this point in the career, two of the top four players. Um, and, and they're on track to win 53 games. Um, and nobody really has even played that well, like give it the playoffs, give it maybe another year. And, and then we can, then we can really get into the juice of this. But for the moment, like we've got some, we've got a great team. And and one that we should be excited about instead of depressed about. Oh, you're you're preaching to the choir when it comes to who because he's always said year two is where the magic is going to happen. Yeah, I always just felt like the Jazz they they pushed their chips all in, but they knew that the first year was going to take some time to wrap up. And Riley mentioned early, next uh, that early, earlier that next year, and I've talked about it. The Jazz <laughs> have a couple more options to add some players like. The mid-level exception is gonna. I don't know what it's gonna be, but you're gonna grab a guy there probably. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to have, um, I think, the biannual exception as well. So that's another like Emmanuel Mudiay type gem that they could find that they found, you know, right. a little bit this year. And then um, I know people are worried about Jordan Clarkson. Um, if the Jazz want to, they can pay him. It's just, you know, is Jordan Clarkson gonna be that guy that puts puts you in the luxury tax again? Stuff that you can worry about. Until the trade deadline, you know, you don't have to worry about that until the trade deadline. So again, year two is a big one. Sam, I'm, uh, right. thanks for coming on today. Um, uh, thanks for giving us this content here, um, and thanks for becoming um, uh, public enemy number one B, uh, Donovan <laughs> Mitchell of Twitter, uh, Jazz Twitter. <laughs> um, give us um, uh, some closing statements about Rudy Gobert and um, uh, you know just the, your, your love for the Jazz. All right. Well, I I think Rudy is a fantastic player and. Um, I am hopeful for this team with him, or to succeed with him. Um, I kind of mentioned before, it kind of depends on how good Donovan gets in the next couple of years. Um, if Donovan can become that like number one star, maybe even a potential MVP candidate like we think he can, uh, then that really bodes well for our abilities to, success, to be successful with um, Rudy on a max or super max contract. Um, I, I I think with Rudy, it's it's something. Um, it, it's hard to really determine where um, we're gonna go if we keep him, and it's also really hard to determine where we're gonna go if um, if we depart uh, and go to a, a Plan B, uh, just because he's such an impactful player um, that you can't really immediately just replace him. Um, but either way, I think this is going to be a fun team to watch and a fun team to follow. And I do think that this whole coronavirus thing is water under the bridge. Rudy and Donovan were the center of attention on an international stage and just a PR nightmare. Um, and back when we didn't know as much about the virus, um, Donovan was probably worried about his family and just all, all of those different things culminating. I, I really think that now things have settled and uh, they're really telling the truth when they they say that they've made up on that one. So I, I think going forward, uh, as we 
look to start finishing off this season, I think um, there's going to be a, a much improved relationship between the two. All right. All right. And then um, uh, now we go to the Dragon Squatch, Mr. Tori Ellis. Host of Sasquatch Sports 2.0, found on Apple, Apple, Spot, Spotify, Google Podcasts, where have podcasts? Logan Cox, um, uh, what's up with Rudy Gobert and your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm just excited that you guys let me come on here with the adults and have adult conversations, like regular <laughs> conversations, and that you allowed. I know that you guys haven't pulled the curtain back completely, but I was told that I got to be a tag team with Riley, and we were, and we essentially reinvented the the Rock and Sock connection. <laughs> uh, we've got, we've got the good looking upstart bright eyed future with Riley. And then you've got the old mangy, nasty guy who's just trying to get by in mankind. So I just appreciate the, the chance to team with Riley. Um, but I'm to, to go Valerie back, didn't crash the party, man. Hey, you're my old mangy man. I am the old mangy <laughs> you man. You might be just, an old mangy, but you're mine. <laughs> you, you just, you just, if you just buy me a new set of brown sweatpants, they don't have to be brand new. They can be, they can be gently oh worn. Oh my goodness! Every three to six months, I'm your, pants. I'm your guy. Um, can they be Cleveland Browns? Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't care. I'm okay, discriminating. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if Baker Mayfield, if Baker Mayfield shook his dick in him one good time, I'll, I'll like him even more. Um, oh my goodness! Uh, the, uh, the, the, don't you? Never mind. I won't talk about Baker Mayfield. Um, but anyways, do, to, 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 to what, to what you guys are all saying, do I, would I prefer to see the guys as presently constructed work together? Absolutely. Because you don't know what you get losing either one of these players. You really don't know you're rolling the dice. None of us even really know who's available. Um, so your, your, your window is now my, my biggest fear though, as I listen to everyone talk is everyone, the, the world blew up when the story came out and everything was trade someone right away, trade someone away. Someone's got to go. And then they did a couple more interviews and everyone's like, okay, everything's great. Everything's, everything's fantastic. But you know, still f- Woj. But everything's great. We love Shams. But you know, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, but, dude. but but uh, but other than that, every, so everyone went back. to, Okay, they're good. I'm not certain that they're good, guys. Like I'm just not certain that they're okay. Um, the the Jazz either. for the first for the yeah, for, for the first time ever, the Jazz have creeped themselves into the national media s- situation. And this isn't just about Rudy and Donovan. It happened with Mike Connolly. It's happened with Mike Connolly. We'll listen to was it Chauncey Billups talk. When they do that, they had that ESPN game talk at, at length about the fact that Mike Conley isn't meshing and fitting. There's there's more than there's more than one hole in this team, and that's not really the Jazz way. Now, is the Dennis Lindsay way different than the Kevin O'Connor, Larry H. Miller way? Time will tell. I don't know, but 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 Dennis Lindsay also comes from a very tight-lipped organization too with the Spurs. So I, I just don't know how it plays out. I'm not ready to. Well, I would prefer to see this path be played to see what the the two of them can do together. Absolutely. But I'm not convinced, unfortunately, that, that, that we may even get that choice. They may ride this season out, finish this season out, but then you've got an entire offseason. And all I'm going to say is, and it, it may be personal, but it may be the wrong choice to make, but Rudy, Rudy is the Jazz. And I don't, I don't believe, if given the opportunity, that Donovan Mitchell doesn't bolt at some point in time for the brighter lights and the greater opportunities. I just don't, I just don't see who, who's going to be there with you and stick it sticks to – very, very similar to what Gordon Hayward did a few years ago. I'm not convinced that he, he would he would stick around if given the choice. So if I if I have to pick one or the other, and you want to sell early, and the Jazz did a fairly decent job of that with Darren Williams, they tried to sell relatively early. That's where you don't know is if some if some if they ride the offseason and someone pops off on something else, that what did you say ninety cents on the dollar? Who becomes yep. seventy cents on the dollar or sixty cents on the dollar or it just it, it, it it's a slippery slope. Um, so I just I'm not something in my gut tells me that it may not all be water under the bridge i'd prefer to see it i think they can suck it up and at least ride it out but i'm not i'm not 100 percent convinced that can happen 
So I, I, I got on what results? On um, postseason results. Like, are they gonna just falter in the first round? Or are they gonna fight a really good fight in, through the second round? You know, what's that? I think that would have a lot to do with. And obviously, if the if the relationship actually becomes a relationship again, because it, I don't think that they're probably they're not like texting each other saying, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" You know, "Oh, hey, you want to get you want to play some video games?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, but but at the same time, Joe Ingles is joking about it, like like it doesn't matter. I he probably doesn't give a crap. Yeah, but but but, but Joe Ingles feel. is like Joe Ingles maybe the guy hanging out with like the abusive parents who's like making the mom and dad laugh so dad stops punching mom in the face. <laughs> it, doesn't it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that he's speaking for the you know the, oh, everything. Is, I had to make. Well, <laughs> what, 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 if I can just say, if I can say one more thing. Um, but um, <laughs> Sam was like, I I don't but, condone violence. Sam Sam's got one. I mean, I I think. Donovan and Rudy's off-court um, relationship doesn't really matter as much in this case because, like, you see, like, on uh, The Last Dance, like, Jordan well, was, I like, right a terrible now person. It matters. I think but, right now it matters. But like, as long as they can come together on Shut the up, Jared. Let Sam talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, think, you just yelled all over him, didn't you? <laughs> I think both of them know that each other, um, that they're important to each other. Uh, and like Rudy is important to Donovan's success right now. Donovan's important to Rudy's success right now. So I think they can suck it up. Like I'm not really texting my coworkers daily either. So um, yeah, as long as they can put it together on the court, I think we'll be fine. Well, that's well, a, I know, uh, uh, not a depressing daily. end there. And um, but you know we're gonna we're not gonna end on a depressing note because I I don't want to do that. We're gonna come. We back. hit the high notes, not the low yes. notes. We're gonna um, come back and talk about a team that. <laughs> I don't think Riley, Sam, or Jared watched live. Maybe Riley did. I, I know Jared and Sam didn't watch live. But we're going to talk about the 06 07 Utah Jazz team. 0203. Well, 2203 is a good two. <laughs> My boy, Deshaun Stevens, is good for seven points an eye on that little 15 foot curl. <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. Riley, did you watch 0607? I did. Right. Not yeah, intently, see. obviously. I was eight years old, but I fell asleep on the couch while the game was on. Okay, I'll say that for the monster. Okay, during which game? Uh, probably <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so we're talking about the um, uh, 06, 07 uh, Utah Jazz. So this was uh, to preface. This is the Jazz team. So fi- Darren Williams was in the second year. Uh, Logan and I were both uh, what in our twenties? What was that? Yeah, twenties. Forties. Yeah, right. Uh, we were like, yeah, we're like, you guys are already 70. Yeah, and um, we watched those games in their basement because um, uh, that was the Jazz team. I remember because they faced off against the Rockets. Many of the many of the first round series with the Rockets that the Jazz have. Um, uh, and it was the Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming Rockets. And this Jazz team had Darren, AK, 
a, a healthy boozer occur who showed up in the, the season before. Like the Jazz had a really potent roster. They were the technically the fourth seed, but they didn't have home court advantage, and they went down 2-0 in that series. Uh, so Riley was eight. Uh, Jared and Sam weren't watching the Jazz at this point. Logan, uh, do you remember being down 2-0 to that, to that stupid Rockets team? Yeah, I hated that Rockets team. God, I, I hated Rockets team. Yeah, they were they were extremely hateable. Um, no, no, it was it was it was it was it was tough slugging. It all it all makes it even worse by the fact that, like you said, they were the fourth seed, but somehow didn't get didn't get home court advantage. Um, and so that's that that's where it becomes like that's where like sports becomes so awesome is because we're all talking about uh, what's the Jazz ceiling, what's the Jazz ceiling. And you've got no idea what it is until things happen. Like yeah. you fall down two games from the yeah, Rockets. Play the games. Yeah, yeah we, and, thought, and, and, we thought we thought the Jazz were Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And and, and Yao Ming was being pushed by the NBA and Tracy McGrady was a star. It's a star league. They were pushed by the league and the jazz. You guys think, I mean, that's back when the, the, the biggest knock for me on the, the Williams Boozer Kerr jazz, that team could not win on the road to save their damn lives. Oh, they, oh like they God. could <laughs> never, they, uh, I would love you guys. Yeah. I want so yeah. bad on the road. Like they couldn't beat anyone on the road. And you're like, we have to just win one. All we need is one. And you like, thought it was never well, going to happen. Never going to happen. To they be went, like, fair so to like, them, they went, like, kind of historically our thing. The Stockton and Malone Jazz like were historically bad on the road as well. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, I, no, I, these, these guys were like especially terrible. Like they, they, it was, it was like it was nauseating. Like it was crazy to watch. And I, I, there, there's all kinds of factors that factor into that altitude and other things, but. I mean, it it's like just a, was that a seven-game game series oh, or a five-game series? It was a seven-game seven, series. Seven games. They, they, they uh, won game yep. seven on the road in Houston. That was every, their first road win in the playoffs that year. Absolutely. <laughs> probably the only one. Uh, but but they, 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 what was crazy about that, too, was uh, like down the stretch, it became like – it was like shades of the uh, – it was shades of the Kings against the Lakers years ago where there was that alleged situation where – if you watch that game when the, the the Lakers were getting foul calls, like it was no one's business, and somehow the, the the Kings ended up not winning that series and losing this series, it was rough, man. I mean, Yao Ming was getting foul calls for just getting sneezed on. Like this is never going to happen. There's no way it's going to take place. And some somehow, some way, it was it was just it was. Man, that I game lived was in phenomenal. Sacramento during those Kings years. I mean, uh, yeah. And Dick Bavetta admitted that they were gaming it for the Lakers. So <laughs> uh, that's what you felt, though. Like you really felt it, and being like it, being in our early twenties, and just still having the same mindset that everyone's out to get the Jazz, and there's their superstar calls, which do exist. You, you, you say it was all of those demons you've had for years watching Kobe and Michael and and every superstar just kill you, happening all over again. And somehow, some way, don't know how the hell it happened. But they still won the game, and like it was like I just remember when they won that. Who right. was just like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, let's get tickets right now to the next round." We did. And waiting, waiting in the next round was the greatest upset, and maybe the one of the greatest upsets in the history of basketball when the number eight seed, we Warriors, believe Warriors, they take out the number one Dallas Mavericks. I mean, it was unbelievable. Disguise for the Jazz. Oh I don't, yeah, I don't right. think we would have beat those Mavs. Oh no, no, we would have no, 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 no. Oh, so good. Uh, that so that Warriors team was the first. Eight seed to win a uh, playoff series against a one seed in a seven game series because they, yeah, they made seven game, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made seven games to make it harder for upsets like that to happen. And as soon as that happened, because the Jazz matched up awful against that, they they had nobody guard Dirk. They I can't remember who else was on that team, but they had like they had bad matchups all over the place. Uh, it wasn't Marion at that point, was it? No, it was Finley. Finley. Uh, Finley. Finley. Yes, the the Feeling Warriors. Uh, they had Baron Davis. They had Stephen Jackson. 
Um, they just had guys, they had guys that were able to run, but the Jazz could run. Like I'm, uh, I know Boozer and Kerr don't seem like you know very fit, fast guys, but the Jazz team could run with anybody. Like that Warriors team was all about just being fast and and going out, you know, and really breaking. And the Jazz team could match up with. And I mean, everybody remembers from that year the Baron Davis dunk. Yeah, it's a, it's a great dunk. Let, let's let's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great dunk. Jazz like, and they should, should, Um, <laughs> I remember going to um. Uh, so we talked about Derek. You know, you saw the video. Derek Fisher coming back because um uh, that was a that was a the jazz with Derek Fisher guarding uh, Tracy McGrady um, coming back to that series. Cause uh, his daughter had uh, eye cancer, I believe. And so he was flying to New York um, uh, like every other day to try to make sure she was okay. Uh, Logan and I were at this game where Derek Fisher walks out through the tunnel. Oh, I, dude, I, that's I, awesome. I remember looking down going, Hey, there's something happening in the tunnel. And like, I mean, you see him come to the bench. He's just like saying hi. And then also the crowd, like it, it was like a ripple wave, you know, like everybody started going, Oh my God, Derek Fisher's here. And Sloan sent him right to the scores table. And Logan, like we talked about it, it was like the loudest we ever heard uh, the Delta Center. No, yeah, it was, it was the loudest I've ever heard. And it's hard to like separate like physical noise and emotion because it was this wave of emotion that hit at the same time this wave of noise hit. And so every time, and there was an inbounds pass at one point in time, a critical inbounds pass by the Warriors. And I don't remember what, when it happened, but it, it, was, it just kept getting louder and louder. And everyone was like, just like feeding off the energy of each other. It was unbelievable just – it was like a feeling. I, I you literally thought the, the roof was going to blow off the place. Like every time you thought it couldn't get louder, it just got to another level. And I, I think they turned it. I think they turned it over out of the inbounds pass or something too. It was just it was a smaller play, but that was back when you couldn't get Wi-Fi on your phone in there. So no, none of us knew what was really going on, and 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 we weren't even sure it was Derek Fisher until they announced it was Derek Fisher. Um, you know, and w- which was unfortunate. It had to go the way it ended with him, and, and which. Uh, never mind. We won't talk about Derek Fisher. But. Yeah, and that, that honestly, really, <laughs> honestly, that's a really great jazz moment. So it's like, yeah. it's like uh, a people are, still, are sour about Derek moment. Fisher, and you've got the Jimbo Ruddings of the world making jokes about oh, Fisher oh, lies. Wait, it's like let it go. Quote po- po- like, jokes. Let's just say um, uh, jokes is uh, used very loosely there. Okay, <laughs> that's very true. Um, they're they're not good. Yeah, so <laughs> the jazz, like as we said, the Jazz were in five. I, I was at game three and game five. I remember going to game five with my dad, and that was the elimination game. And we had Warriors fans behind me. It was really weird because, like, at that point, there were no Warriors fans in in the NBA. And I just remember, like, every time the Jazz. Oh, no, the Warriors have always had fans. They're I, pretty loyal out there in the Bay Area. I turned around and I was just like, just giving these guys crap, like, oh my god, because I, I I hated that Warriors team too. I hated that Rockets team. I hated that Warriors team. I hated that Spurs team. That Spurs team that. Knocked us out in five. Yeah. Why did you hate that Warriors team? That Warriors team always, was fun. Always oh, that Warriors team was just awful. What a god! I hated that Warriors team. <laughs> you know, I like Baron Davis. I like Baron nope. Davis. Nope. Steven Steve, Jackson. Nope. nope. Yep. Did not like that team. No. So I mean, Riley was eight, so he didn't. <laughs> he didn't hate anybody. <laughs> he just don't, don't age. Don't don't age discriminate. <laughs> That's true. I had a good nap during that game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then the Jazz um, uh, got like they got gentlemen swept by the Spurs because the Spurs were just mm-hmm. really good that year. Like um, uh, I can't remember who the Spurs played, but I, I was like just hoping. I think it was the Suns. I think the Jazz had a chance against the Suns, but not the Spurs. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's that was actually the, that Jazz team is like a top three or top four Jazz team for me. Right. Um, uh, up there with those uh, two Stockton Malone teams. Mm-hmm. That Darren team, and then probably Donovan Mitchell's like rookie year team. Um, uh, there's just something about that team, you know. So, man, that rookie year team one, was so fun. One one fun thing about this 
07 team is similar to Donovan Mitchell's first year. They had just won 41 games the year before, and they were only projected by Vegas over-under to get 39 the next year. And they started out their first 62 games. They were on a 57-win pace. So they came out blazing and, and kind of showed everyone who they were. Yeah, it was like it was like Darren Williams because he didn't play very much his rookie year, and Chris Paul got all the accolades like oh Chris Paul here Chris Paul there. Uh, it wasn't until a couple years later when when that Darren Chris Paul actually it was, it was like this start of the year because Chris Paul didn't get out of the first round for for a while, and Darren had already been to the Western Conference Finals, and uh, the next year, which we'll talk about next podcast, the Jazz uh, beat the Rockets again to go to another round. Um, so I mean Darren, I'm a that that peak for Darren Williams, uh, somebody was it you Riley that talked about this peak versus longevity? Yeah, yeah, you know, like yep. you put a Twitter poll which Sam hates, but he put one out on the, <laughs> like two hours ago. <laughs> I, I thought that was very ironic. Um, Sam was like, I'm uh, talking about my um, people tw- posting polls, and then um, he puts one out himself to to troll everybody. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I accidentally voted for One Direction on that poll. <laughs> yeah, well, accidentally. Um, so yeah. So uh, yeah, no, they're better better than the Beatles, didn't you know? Harry Styles is amazing. No. Uh, <laughs> I started seven burners just to vote for One Direction. So <laughs> Zane season. Uh, <laughs> is it Zane season? <laughs> Zane, Zane. Zane World. I see Zane. Oh jeez. Um, Riley, what I, I see. I see hoodie season. I see hoodie season. <laughs> Riley, what are you up to now on deck? Is, um, uh, uh, what are you doing um, uh, with uh, quarantine? Um, uh, what can we find you on Twitter? Um, uh, how's your website doing? Uh, I mean, everything's going great. I'm working on something through Nylon Calculus right now. Um, I mean, yeah, follow me on Twitter on Arg- at Argus11. Yeah, Argus11. Uh, like, we we still haven't banned Argus, uh, the original Argus, yet. We're trying to... Trying to ban it. So I guess report. Gonna... Block and report. <laughs> Block and report. So I'm um, a Riley. So last year, I think you were like really high on Brandon You, you Clark, do right? realize if you, even if you get that other person banned, that like you can't take their handle. It's just going to be like don't, permanently don't take gone. It worth it. He don't stole take it my handle regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I will not allow someone to steal my handle. Uh, Riley, last year, um, or last year when we had you on, you were you were really high on Brandon Clark, and it seems like um, uh, it was it was Brandon Clark, right? It, yeah, and that worked Atticon, out. Yeah, it worked out very, well. yeah, worked quite well. So, um, uh, anybody else um, uh, this year you thought um, because uh, the Jazz like they'll probably end up with their pick this year. Right, I have I have not taken a look at this year's draft at all yet. I mean, uh, I like I like Lamelo Ball a tiny bit, but like, eh. I don't think he's gonna fall. But he might fall to twenty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> His dad presents the worries. Right, right. That's who the Jazz are trading up for. They're gonna yeah. trade Donovan for Lamelo. <laughs> and I was like, Lamello. Um, Sam, I'm a first time. Uh, how how do you feel about your podcast appearance today? Uh, pretty good. It was, uh, it was fun talking to you guys. It's I haven't yeah. really I've only done a podcast like once before, so I think this one turned out a lot better than my first one. <laughs> Were you on Tinder District? What, what podcast was that? <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, I'm spacing the name of it. Oh, um, it, it probably doesn't. It it doesn't. It's it's not our podcast. It doesn't matter. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> what can they find you on? It doesn't matter what your podcast name is. There's muskrats, milfs, and marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can they find you on? Uh, where where can they, where can they find your spicy takes on the Twitter? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Utah Jazzy Man. 
Um, and I also occasionally write on SLC Dunk. I will probably write a lot more once I graduate. Oh, big SLC. We got, we, we got our first SLC Dunk connection here. Um, uh, and go vote on his poll. Um, uh, One Direction, The Beatles. <laughs> um, who else was on there? I have no uh, idea. Those are the only two I retained. I think it was... What was it? It's this is how much he cares about his I, own poll. I, I, I voted for someone oh, besides those two. Oh. Who was it? Jonas Brothers and Justin uh, yeah. Bieber. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. The, it was the Beebs. It was the Beebs for the sure. The Beebs. So Joe Bros are good too. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers are in town. Um, uh, Logan. Um, uh, so uh, we call you Logan here, but um, uh, you are Tori Ellis, actually. Uh, I can be Logan here. I don't have any damning that happens on this podcast. <laughs> Logan, um, uh, he is the host of uh, Sasquatch Sports 2.0, something that uh, he started uh, – he really started it 15 years ago, but um, uh, it's been in podcast form for about two months now. Um, uh, so he's he's a natural. So it's if you like sports, but if you like it to be really, what's the word? Harry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ra- raunchy, inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, let's say let's just say uh, the drinks are flowing um, uh, when that podcast is recorded. So. We obviously have like a pretty warped sense of humor. Um, but at the same time, I think people are, uh, you'll be surprised. We, we, we know what we're talking about most time, whether it be, uh, adult topics or sports. We hold our, honestly, well, when, when you guys start talking about wrestling, it's like you have a reference for wrestling. You're like, yeah, oh, we get oh. quiet. It's like, it's like the third hour of church that got dropped. It was the best, <laughs> it was the best hour. It's just gone. It's just yeah. Gone we just, now. we just do it in our personal time. And, um, you hear him here on every podcast. It's, uh, Jared Barker. Go to the distance 49. Um, uh, so, Jared, um, uh, you feel good now that you got the Rudy Slander out your chest. I, I think this was a great episode, man. I think people are really going to like this. Nobody, nobody's going to listen. If anybody listens to it, yeah. Because yeah, it's Corona, <laughs> nobody listens right now. So. <laughs> well, I don't uh, know. The last couple, I think we're going to have to stick with this every two weeks thing for, because like, you know, are I don't we, know. Are we oversaturating the market? We'll, we'll talk about well, some, no, the no. Well, I think we're doing better since we started doing every two weeks. I know people are just tired of hearing us. All right, folks. Um, so. uh, on, on that note, follow us on um, at Jazz High Notes on Twitter and on Instagram, and we'll see you guys and on time. Facebook. Ooh. Oh yeah, on Facebook. Mm-hmm.